0: One Jalen Manser here with another Women of Influence Wednesday podcast. Welcome, everyone. Today we have the beautiful Carrie Linton. Thanks for coming on here, Carrie. Hey, Jalen. Nice to have you. I'm going to read to everyone just a quick bio about you. That I'm going to ask you some questions about yourself. So, a little bit about Carrie. Carrie gave her life to Christ at a very young age. While she was very excited to learn about the Bible and explore what it actually means to be a believer, it added a very interesting dynamic to her life growing up. She was often the only Christian in a group of friends or the only out Christian at work. This gave Carrie an interesting perspective in life. She found that there was very little difference between her believer and non-believer friends. No, no group was living a more joyous life than the other. She realized that there are perceived restrictions in a faith-filled life that limit people from experiencing all that God has to offer his children. Carrie now helps Christian women identify gaps in their understanding of what is permissible and as a believer, to uncover pleasures untold. Well, Carrie, I am super excited to have you on my podcast and learn more about what it is you have to say on this topic. I am very, very interested. I'm a fellow sister
1: myself, actually. Wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: You're welcome, my pleasure. So tell us a little bit about your background, Carrie, and you know, a little bit about what you're doing right now.
1: Um, So I grew up like many women I've spoken to um, as a people pleaser, kind of, you know, acclimating to the environment around us. Um, You know, we are the new ones in the world. And so the people who are around us, they're telling us what to do, what not to do. That's hot, that's cold. So it's a lot for our safety, but a lot of it um, kind of restricts us from exploring what else is out there because we are conforming to what's around us. And so I have decided um, to, you know, kind of test the limits of what's out there, even as a Christian and see what the world that my father God created has to offer me.
0: I love that so much. And so for you specifically, what is it that you've discovered about like what i'm hearing is you being essentially maybe a little bit more authentic and not quite so much a people pleaser like what is it that you've discovered that god has for you
1: god has so much joy for us he has laughter he has surprises if we weren't you know so programmed to expect what other people told us to expect out of life And he wants to amaze us, you know, we are here as his creation to create, to create newness and joy and dazzle each other and life. And that can only be done outside of our comfort zones. That can only be done outside of what other people told us is there to explore. Um, For instance, the female orgasm, it's something that is like the Loch Ness monster. Like, what is it? (laughs) And I have, I, growing up, never had the joy of having conversations with um, the women in my community about sex, about the pleasures of it. You know, they're going to tell me, you know, how to brush my teeth, how to do my hair, what clothes to wear. But this organ, which is the vagina, you know, it has power to bring life into the world, we have so much power, and yet we don't talk about this wonderful power that we have. And so um, that's just one example of the things that growing up in kind of a sheltered community, I didn't have the ability to talk about freely and understand what else is out there.
0: Yeah, that is so good. And thank you so much for being brave to bring that up. Because I believe that is a very taboo subject for a lot of people, you know, not just Christians. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, we're not supposed to talk about that. That was never talked about in my family, right? So good for you. Thank you so much for bringing that up. I love it. I'm like so, so excited to ask you more questions. So what else has have you discovered? I know you mentioned about how, you know, there are certain ways that people believe they have to behave as a Christian or not behave. So what are some other things that you have found that, you know, maybe a, a Christian thought they couldn't do or could do and that, you know, you kind of enlightened them on that?
1: Um, well, I just say things that are fun, you know, um, parties, alcohol, sex, within marriage, what's permissible behind closed doors. Those are just a few things, you know, what I'll say is I have a history of helping, you um, my clients in terms of um, organizations that I've supported to find out what their clients need. You know, an organization needs to talk to their client. But I find that sometimes the client doesn't even know what they need. And the client doesn't know what they need because they're seeking that information from other clients. They're not figuring out what they need in terms of their own self to meet their individual unique needs. And we're all unique, you know. And so as I journey in this realm as per my business and helping individuals and women, I help the women articulate their desires in a way that others can understand it so that they get their needs met. And that's what the hard part is when we're growing up, we're meeting all everyone else's needs. Um, People are telling us what to do um, as a newcomer in the world that we seldom reflect and be like, do I like this? Does this make me uncomfortable? Am I tired right now? Do I prefer a different color? You know, you know, we just are, we lose our voice. And so I am really challenging women, believer and non-believer to speak up, to understand what they want out of this vast world that we have to explore. And if you don't even see it, you can create it for yourself.
0: That is so good. And I know that many of us are extremely influenced by external things like social media, for instance, you know, that what's on the news. And so it's very easy to fall prey to, you know, getting into that people pleaser, you know, wanting to, or feeling like you have to behave or act a certain way or look a certain way, dress a certain way. And so I think it's really powerful what you're saying that, you know, you're helping women to identify what it is that actually works for them. You know, what is going to help them be them true, their true selves and be authentic. So that that is so good. So I have a question for you when you're talking to other women and you're talking about, you know, what's permissible per se, how much of that actually comes from the Bible? How much of that is actually Bible-based, if any?
1: Um, That's the foundation for everything that I do. Um, You know, it's like, I think of the Bible as our manual for life. You know, if you're buying a toaster to a car, to a fridge, it comes with a manual. It comes with instructions on what to do, what not to do. And that is so helpful to me personally, to have that manual as I'm going through life. But that it's, It's a manual to guide us and also to kind of test our limits. Like, I don't know where you live, but here in Ontario, there is a slogan um, for, um, I think it's gambling, and it's know your limit and play within it. And I feel like people are using other people's limits and what is good for other people um, as their own limits. They're not even testing to see what they're made of, testing to see what they like. The Bible says to taste and see that the Lord is good. God wants us to have a good experience here on earth while we're here. What's good for me may not be good for you, but there is a, um, what I call a kind of a line or a threshold that God puts in place for our safety. You know, he's the good shepherd. We don't want to venture too far so that, you know, we're in too much trouble. He'll always reach us, but it may, we'll have to go through the pain. We'll have to go through the anguish. So we want to stay close to our shepherd, but we can graze here and there. We can explore what that beverage tastes like. We can see if that party is for us. How are we going to know if we're not put in that position? How are we going to know what we are capable of through Christ and the strength and dominion that he's given us to know what works for us if we're just listening to other people?
0: Right. That is so good. I know there's such a fine line between, you know, listening to what you're being told either from your peers or your pastor in church. And I know that a lot of different churches obviously have a lot of different messages as to you know, what's permissible, not what's not permissible. And so I I know that there's a lot of guilt out there from people thinking that, oh, this is bad. You know, I'm sinning. Like in reality, we're all sinners, right? So how do you, how do you deal with, you know, somebody who one person feels guilty about doing the exact same thing that the other person is actually like feeling joyous about, right?
1: That's a great question. And I would say, go to the scripture and see, okay, this is 2022 that we're living in. You can Google, you know, what does the Bible say about X? What does the Bible say about Y? Look, if you have a hard copy Bible, I hope everyone just has one in their home, at least, you know, dust it off. Look in the back and there is um, a concordance. Look for the words that you're, you're thinking about your, the feelings that you're feeling and read the scripture about it for yourself, and then pray about it. And I will tell you that there will be something on the radio that will come up about it. You'll see, um, someone will suggest a book to you, you'll see something on TV, and it will lead you down a path to discover what is good for you, what you find peace about, what makes you sleep at night, what brings a joy to your countenance, and as you're doing that day by day, everybody wants a quick fix, you know, what put it something in the microwave and they get this result. But we're here for a journey. We're here to discover ourselves because this person that I was five years ago, 10 years ago, I'm not that person. I'm growing. If you're not growing, you're dying. And you want to be able to shed off different layers of yourself each and every day and uncover what else there, you have to offer yourself how can I serve myself better? How can I live to my fullest potential and explore everything that I can that's going to be safe and safe physically and safe spiritually for myself that I can always feel joy because I know in myself that I haven't compromised my own beliefs, my own compass.
0: Yeah, I love that so much. And it's like, You know, how do we how do we get to that place where we can experience that joy and, you know, just kind of release ourselves to, you know, allow ourselves to do that? So I have a question. You may or may not know the answer to this, but is there a common topic or thread that comes up that's not necessarily covered in the Bible
1: um, that is a good question. Um, that's not covered. Yeah. I feel like the Bible has so much and everything that I have looked for personally has been there. Um,
0: I have a topic for you. Yes. Yeah. Since you, since you brought up the word vagina and sex, I'm just yeah. going to throw this word out there. What about masturbation? What does the Bible say about masturbation?
1: Yeah. So, um, that is a good question question. Um,
0: Everybody's like, he he, he, So, (laughs) I'll
1: So I'll I'll have to do some more research, but I'll tell you what I think about it. And um, oh my goodness, I'm so nervous to, you know, see what others will say. But this is what I love, honest and open and safe dialogue. So as long as you can communicate that in a way that is productive for the discussion, I love it. So my thoughts are your vagina is a part of your body. Okay. And this is what my mind tells me. My feet, my toes, my ears, my nose are parts of my body. This organ, obviously in a, rog- in a erogenous zone, has a lot of pleasure and nerve endings in that piece of organ. And if you're touching it by yourself, it could bring up pleasurable feelings for you. Just as um, if you're, you know, scratching behind your ear, you're like, oh yeah, I haven't, you know, that feels good. Or you're getting a massage, you're like, oh, that I I've had that prick in my back for so long. When you're touching that feeling. What is the issue with a lot of people is the, the thoughts that are going in your head to probably obtain your climax. And those thoughts are between that person and God. Nobody can see those thoughts to let them go there. So you, it's important to know yourself and what you're thinking about and to talk about God to do that. You can be you can be married and thinking about, you know, an intimate session with your spouse that gets you aroused and you're touching your body. If you're touching your toe at that moment, there's nothing wrong with that you're touching another part of your body and it's wrong. I don't really feel that our God who created us in these ways. And, you know, even if you're preparing for your spouse to come home and you're starting early, I think it's a beautiful thing. I think it's a joyous thing. And I don't feel that people should be shamed about it, but they always want to understand what is your motivation to do that? What is um, your thought process while you're doing it? And that is such an important thing. And if you, if a person is having thoughts that they feel that aren't, you know, conducive to what scripture wants, or, you know, God is the only one seeing those thoughts and like, you know, God probably won't like that. Then that's something that you're bringing up to your prayer in your prayer life. You're bringing up to uh, a pastor or something that someone you trust, yours truly, someone to digest those feelings with you, digest that um, that mental conversation. But at the end of the day, I don't feel like masturbation is an issue to our Lord.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> Thank you for that. I know. And it, it's so true what you said. It depends on, I think, what's going through your thoughts. And you know, if it's between you and God and your spouse, and it's, if it's something that Like, in my opinion, if I feel guilty about what I'm thinking about, then maybe I shouldn't be doing it. Maybe, maybe not. But um, I think that there's definitely something to that when you feel a certain way, if you feel guilty, like maybe pay attention to that and like, don't do it. You know, conversely, if it feels good, if it brings you joy and happiness, then maybe you should do more of that. You know, who knows? I don't know that there's a cut and dry, right and wrong answer for any of this.
1: Yeah, we want to be very careful not to, you know, guilt ourselves or shame ourselves because God doesn't do that to us. God doesn't do it. Our, we're doing it because, you know, someone told us that this is a wrong feeling or, um, you know, guilt and shame is really, it's like a disconnect from God. And that's what the the enemy, Satan, will want you to feel. I'm not saying you can feel it in that instant but you wanna get out of that. You wanna be like, God, I'm feeling this guilt. God, I'm feeling the shame. I know that you came so that I can have life and have it more abundantly. I know that I have dominion over my body. I have dominion over my mind. Help me to understand what these feelings are because the problem is that when we feel those feelings, we stay in them for prolonged periods of time. And that's where depression sets in. That's where the enemy can continue to attack your mind because when you're feeling guilt and shame, you're not feeling joy. You're not feeling peace. You're not feeling love. And the enemy comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. He wants to take your joy away. And we're no good to anyone if we're not feeling joy. Okay, Lord, I I did this thing, and I'm not too sure if I should have done it. I'm going to look into it. And until I figure it out, I'm still gonna have joy in my heart because I know that you have come to give me that joy. And I know that I'm gonna find an answer. And I know that you've given me a great support system. And I know I have a telephone line, helpline that I can call. And I know I have mental health resources that I can tap into. We wanna make sure that we're keeping our spirit person alive and upbeat because all is never lost
0: definitely yeah so good so i know in one of the blogs that you wrote you talk about faith and how certain things like love and hate can manifest themselves in the physical and you know faith is one of those things that especially as as christians it's very difficult sometimes because it's something that you can't see can you explain a little bit more about what you were talking about in your blog article. And by the way, everyone, I will drop a link to that article in if I can here. Let me see. Anyway, go for it, girl.
1: Okay, so the question is about the importance of faith.
0: Yeah, so let me just read a little snippet from your blog here. Okay. It says Christianity is rooted in faith, believing in things we cannot see, but know are real, which many people don't see as needed. But these intangible things can manifest in the physical, like love and hate. We can't see love, hate, depression, anxiety, like we can see someone choking. But the results of these feelings are clear in our individual lives, which shape the world at large. I thought that was so smart how you wrote that.
1: Oh, thank you. Yes. Um, yeah. Faith, you know, the Bible talks about having faith and it's not an easy thing because you are believing in something that you can't not see. Right. It, it's, it's the knowing and having the confidence in what God has told you, even though you cannot see it. And so, when you have that confidence the way you operate through life is very different is it's with this surety it's with this insurance it's with this you know if you if you were i don't know if you've ever driven a car without insurance i don't advise it but something inside of you is like You know, I don't have insurance and you're driving very carefully because you don't want to get pulled over for no reason. You don't want to get into an accident. But when you have car insurance, it's like a weight is off of you. And that's what I feel like when I have faith in God and what he's told me is like it's taken care of. It's knowing that my heavenly father is everywhere at all times um, in every situation ordering my steps. You know, I I know that I've had a conversation with him. I know what his word says and I'm going through life a little, a little lighter. And so that in turn manifests itself in better situations because I am physically approaching those situations with the confidence that God is with me in that situation. So, um, is is that boss gonna be nicer to you are you going to get a prime parking spot i hope so but even if you don't the conversation with your boss goes well because you've decided that it's handled oh this was a horrible interaction but i know at the end it's handled so i'm gonna just be happy about it anyway oh i didn't get this parking spot i've been praying to god that i lose an extra 10 pounds by you know that (laughs) event so he's just working it out for me anyways and when we have that joy and that peace of mind which what faith gives us, we we we're forced to be reckoned with, really, I should say that
0: absolutely, one hundred percent, and God is always doing something for us. it's because it's not happening to us, it's happening for us, right? And don't you feel like this is how I feel about you. There's just a certain aura around people that have the Holy Spirit in them, that have that faith and that belief in, you know, Jesus and God, and our, that that whole, the whole Trinity. I just find personally, you can just tell, you can pick somebody out in a crowd of like, oh yeah, there. I I see what you got going on there. I see the glow you got. Do you know what I'm talking about?
1: Jalen, a hundred percent. Okay. I call it the, the Christian customer service fragrance. Because <laughs> it's like cr- believers in Christ should have the best customer service etiquette ever. We should be customer ser- service focused. We should, every interaction with us should be a breath of fresh air. You should be like, what was, what was that? That was so peculiar the Bible talks that we are a peculiar people I don't see that every day I don't experience that every day you should be ever changed you should be like washing dishes and be like that girl in that store was really bubbly today like what's her? you know you should you should come to people's minds because it's a different experience and um, it's rare and um, I think that's the point.
0: Yeah. It's so funny on that note. I remember this was a couple of years ago. One of my followers on Instagram, she responded to one of my stories and I was talking about how happy I was to go to church and do this and do that. And she's like, why are you so happy all the time? (laughs) I'm like, girl, just come see, just come see. (laughs) So it's, I think it's very important on that note to invite people to experience what you've experienced, right? Mm -hmm.
1: 100%. Yes.
0: Yeah. So Miss Carrie, we, our time is about up. Is there anything else you would like to talk about or leave us with before I end this recording?
1: I would just want to leave an encouraging word that, you know, we are all powerful. We all have everything that we need to accomplish what we want and need to accomplish here on this earth. We already have it. So tap into that. Find out what that is. If you're having problems finding it out, search the scripture. Don't give up. Every day is a new chance to be the better, a better version of yourself. And that's all I have to say.
0: Absolutely. If anyone watching this, when I post it later, if they would like to get in contact with you, do I have your permission to give them your phone number or email?
1: Yes, uh, you can give them my my email and you have that on record already. Yeah.
0: Okay, perfect. Well, thank you so much, Carrie. It's been a pleasure. I loved the conversation and the topics and definitely a couple of things that people normally don't talk about. So that was super fun.
1: (laughs) Okay, thank you so much, Jaylen. All
0: right, take care. Bye, Bye, everyone.